Hello, Mission Kids! Courtney here. It is a great day that the Lord has made. Happy Friday, my friends! I am so, so glad we have made it to the weekend. It has been a very long, although good, week. But I'm very thankful for some rest and some time to wind down this weekend. Especially because the weather looks amazing. As you all know, I'm a big fan of cold weather, so anytime I can put on a sweater or a jacket and leave my house, I'm going to be a much happier person. Well, today is October 30th, and we are going to continue on with our church history lessons. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about the arena, the Colosseum. And today, we're going to continue on that conversation and talking about the gladiators. Now, if you remember, the gladiators were those who continually came and put on shows and fought in the arena for everyone. So these were some pretty strong, powerful men that people really looked up to. And we're going to learn about some of the different gladiators. As we probably all know, the Romans valued bravery and strength, which makes sense. We see that all over history, where people worship really strong and powerful kings. So it's no wonder that the Romans loved the gladiatorial games, which allowed them to celebrate and revel in both bravery and strength. The word gladiator comes from gladius, which is a Latin word for the short, wide sword that every Roman soldier wore on their belt. The gladiators were quite literally swordmen. Their job was to earn glory and honor for themselves and the powerful people who owned them by fighting to the death before crowds of thousands cheering in the arenas of Rome. And you might not believe it, but gladiators were usually slaves, prisoners of war from the nations conquered by Rome, or criminals condemned to fight for their lives. Occasionally, a free person or former soldier would volunteer to become a gladiator for the excitement, fame, and fortune that might be involved, but this was rare. Now all I can think about is the Hunger Games. Gladiator combat was part theater, part sport. A gladiator was dressed and equipped as a specific type of character, usually representing Rome soldiers of the historical enemies. His weapons and armor showed the crowd which character he was, and different gladiator types were pitted against each other. So, I'm not sure if any of you have ever been to one, but one of my favorite things to do is go to a renaissance festival. It's been a very long time since I've been to one, but it's so cool watching everyone dress up in this old-timey garb, eating turkey leg. You'll get to see people jousting which is where they ride horses and try to knock another person off. Anyway, when I'm learning about the arenas and the gladiators, all I can think about is a renaissance festival. Not totally the same thing, but in my head they're kind of the same thing. So one type of gladiator was the netman, and you might be able to guess what he had with him. He would have a weighted net, name kind of gave it away there. He would have a trident. So if you've ever watched The Little Mermaid, the little thing that her dad holds is called a trident. 
masks is what the net men would have, and they would not wear a helmet, whereas most other gladiators did wear a helmet. There's one called the horseman, the fish, the attacker, the Greek warrior. They all essentially dictate what someone would wear and how they would look like once they're in the arena. And then, for example, the net man might fight the fish because those go together. And the attacker might fight the referee. The gladiator trainees would practice fighting every day, and they would have a training master and a manager, and they would wrestle and box and spar with wooden weapons so nobody would get that hurt. And the gladiators were fed a strict vegetarian diet, bathed regularly, and were attended by physicians who kept them healthy. A well-trained gladiator with good skills might be able to fight and win for years, even earning enough glory and money to purchase his freedom. A freed gladiator was given a wooden sword as a symbol of his freedom. Some freed gladiators kept fighting for the sake of money and fame, and then others would become trainers. Honestly, still, the more that I'm learning about the gladiators, the more it feels like the Hunger Games. And before a gladiator could even think of earning his freedom, he had to fight. And he had to win. And that means that somebody else had to lose. Historians estimate the life expectancy of a Roman gladiator to have been around 27 years old. Which, I always thought I wouldn't tell you my age, or keep leading you to believe that I'm 87. But the truth is that I'm 27. And that's how long the gladiators tended to live with my age. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm very thankful that I'm not fighting for my life in an arena. But it is pretty interesting to learn that this was just the way of the life of so many Romans during the time of the early church. So while all the disciples were around doing their thing, there were gladiators doing their thing. Kind of weird to think about that happening at the same time. My favorite thing about teaching you the early church history on the podcast is that we probably find a new thing to be thankful for every episode that we learn about church history. Just this week alone, you're probably thankful that we don't have fighting arenas and that you have at least one toilet in your house. That's pretty awesome in comparison to how the early church people lived. Let's go into this weekend with a feeling of gratitude and celebration. Our memory verse from this week comes from Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And now let us enter into a time of prayer. I praise my God this day. I give myself to God this day. I ask God to help me this day. You may lift up your own prayers and petitions to the Lord during this time. And now as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Do you have a question for me, your lovely host, Courtney? Or do you want a chance to end up on the next podcast? Whether it be a birthday shout out, a prayer request, or just a funny joke, if you give me a call, your voice might be heard on the next episode. Call me at 423-708-5354. Can't wait to hear from you. And remember kids, God loves you. And there are so many beautiful reasons to be happy. Have a great weekend, y'all.